Hey friends, I'm Becky Davidson. Welcome to the Rising Above Ministries podcast, where we share stories of hope, inspiration, and encouragement from special needs families from around the world. Well, our last podcast takeover with Steve Chapman went so well that we thought we would do it again. So today, Steve is doing a podcast takeover and he's having a conversation with our good friend, Jimmy Thorpe. Now, Jimmy is the husband to our very own Kim Thorpe, who's on staff here with us at Rising Above. And if you've been part of By the Brook, then you already know Jimmy because he has led worship for us at the By the Brook event for many, many years. But you may not know that you can find all of the worship videos from the past two By the Brooks on the Rising Above app. So go check that out, especially on days when you're struggling, you're having a hard time, go check that out and you can be encouraged by watching those worship videos from the past two years at By the Brook. We love Jimmy and his heart for the special needs community and I can't wait to hear what Steve and Jimmy have to talk about in this episode. So here's the next podcast takeover with Steve Chapman and his guest and friend, Jimmy Thorpe. Well, hey folks, Steve Chapman here, and this is another podcast takeover. I've kicked Becky out of the studio, sent her off to get lunch, and uh, I'm going to take over the podcast. Uh, Today's a great show. I've got my good friend Jimmy Thorpe here. Jimmy Thorpe is a worship pastor at a local church. He's a great friend of Rising Above. He's been involved uh, volunteering. His wife actually serves on staff with us. And we have a great conversation today. We've talked about a lot of things, and, and particularly... Um, if, if you um, are a church leader, or maybe you, you know a church leader that you would like to um, hear more about, how can, how can churches come alongside families? What does that look like? What are some practical things we can do? Hey, get your, get your pastor, your worship leader, your Sunday school director, your Sunday school teacher. Uh, you want to make sure they, they take a listen to this podcast, this conversation today. I think it'll be really, really helpful to them. So it's going to be a great so Jimmy, my good friend Jimmy Thorpe here. Yes, sir. Uh, thanks for hey, thanks for taking some time uh, to come hang out with me today. Happy to, glad to be here. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, folks uh, familiar with Rising Above will know that you're no stranger. Mm. Uh, <laughs> first of all, your wife Kim. Yes, yes, is on staff here. Right, and she's been on staff. Uh, quite a, quite a while now, maybe yeah. maybe four or five years. Okay, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't remember how long. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then you have, you've been personally involved yes. in a lot of ways. Um, you know, my wife and I have been married 16 years now, and I believe Rising Above started 17 years before that. And, uh, I got involved because, uh, the, the late, great Jeff Davidson was uh, a buddy of mine and we served on the same church staff and served together. And it was just an honor to know him and be his friend and see his passion for this community. And um, I was just was in proximity to it, but I saw the Lord moving and the Lord doing great things. And I saw people being served that were often unseen and, uh, and uh, the spotlight was, was rarely focused on them. And I just, even that many years ago, I saw the beauty of it and what the Lord was doing. And, and so the natural, I'm a, a worship pastor at our church and so the natural way for me to kind of get involved was helping lead some of these worship nights, which is uh, essentially how Rising Above got their start, was uh, worship nights that was centered around the special needs family and afforded opportunities of, of anybody of any ability to connect and worship the Lord together 
and there was teaching at uh, the that at everyone's level where they could understand and hear the gospel and and so my role was very small but I'd lead a couple songs and then that turned into some some uh, I guess you call them uh, retreats maybe some of the first by the brooks where I would lead a band and and did that for about a decade you know uh, tried to work myself out of the job but they kept calling me back and um, we've even made a record we you know we've written some songs for this community and for some some special uh, friends of ours that are in in uh, in these ministries and and are partakers of these ministries and I don't know it means a lot to me and uh, I'm thankful that my wife has had an opportunity to be a part uh, and I'm so proud of the work that she's done and um, I'm still trying to get Betty Bumpkin's number. Uh, that's a Kim's alter ego. Uh, that is just uh, a handful. But, and, uh, and I might say, uh, Betty Bumpkin's kind of stole the show at our she, recent fundraiser you know, uh, here in Cookville. She she occupies the space that she's given. Uh, no, uh, I'm I'm so proud of Kim, and uh, she's uh, uh, I'm I'm her biggest fan and admire her uh, strength and her. Uh, ability and uh, I'm I'm learning so much from her on how to serve people and mm-hmm. uh, give my best uh, and uh, I think she's she's done great stuff here and I'm thankful we're we're both thankful our family's thankful for the opportunity to to uh, once volunteer and now partner um, mm-hmm. on staff uh, with Rising Above and we love it and we love the people and we're happy to see what God has for the future too. Yeah. Well, I can just say we're. Uh, you know, we're so grateful for Kim. Yeah. Uh, and just, she's a multi-talented <laughs> uh, individual and, yeah. and super, super bright. And, and so, yeah, just a very, yeah. um, uh, it's, I'm amazed. You know, I, I came on just this past mm-hmm. July. Yeah. Of course, like you, our family and, and been involved Always with Rising involved. Above, yeah. we, you, Jeff, and I were all on staff together mm-hmm. years ago. And, um, but I've just been amazed at, you know, how much rising above does mm-hmm. with you know I mean honestly some of the things we do you would think well this must be a large staff organization right. and we're a very small group yeah but just very talented mm-hmm. uh, everyone on this team and, and mm-hmm. certainly that includes Kim and, and she's just fun to to work yeah. with of course I, we've known each other for a long time and yeah outside of rising above yeah. and um, I want to ask you a question you you mm-hmm. know you talked about just kind of your your history there with Rising Above and, mm-hmm. and with Jeff and coming on. What what were some of your initial, like when you, maybe that first sensory-friendly, special <laughs> needs focused worship gathering, yeah. What were had you ever been a part of anything like that? What was your initial? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think part of me wants to say this really churchy answer, but it's like, brother, I looked at that and I said, this is what heaven must be. You know, I want to... But but kind of I felt like that. I'm like, uh, this is uh, yet another picture of of the family of God, uh, mm. uh, a, a picture that we don't often see, and uh, and it, and it makes a lot of sense that uh, a kids, especially with profound special needs, that um, are are maybe uh, uh, they have a compulsion to talk out loud or ha- mm. have what what m- most folks would would say as an outburst i don't know if i'm using the right language and i sure. some grace here for me because i <laughs> as much as i love all this i i'm i hope i say the right words my heart's in the right place right but um 
maybe maybe some of the kids um, are over talkative or they're loud or they make noises or uh, mm-hmm. what 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 we would typically see as a disruption is is fair game in that place mm-hmm. and uh, you know um, I I loved it yeah. <laughs> I was like this is fine by me you know I think I've 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 spent a lot of my um, effort as a worship leader and as a musician to try to be free when I lead worship. And uh, uh, so that means like knowing um, how to play the guitar, how to sing, knowing the songs, so that when I get there, uh, quote unquote, distractions don't throw me, you know, because even just regular old church, I mean, there's stuff that happens. It's crazy. You know, we've been Mm -hmm. on a church staff together for a long time, and Mm -hmm. I have dozens of stories that are laugh out loud, hilarious of stuff that transpires in a a worship service. (laughs) Uh, for just just uh, the regular populace, but right. then then you get into this environment, and it's like it's noisy and it's <laughs> clattering, and um, there's people of all abilities, and some singing, some not, some just making noises, and I'm like I'm here for it, you know. I've trained for this, you know. I'm 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 here in this moment to, uh, you know. And I, the thing I've been saying lately, um, not to get preachy, but like worship is an open door. It's mm. an invitation for us to spend time with the father and to be reminded that we're his and that he sees us and as as your motto say that we are fearfully and wonderfully made set apart mm-hmm. for good works in Christ Jesus you know worship is that open door and giving I, I think rising above and regarding those worship services was cracking that door a little bit wider mm-hmm. so that more people could not just hear from the outside of the house but like step through and yeah. be a part of what God's doing and I, I'm so passionate about that with the um <laughs> got emotional oh, that's all right but but so I've become so passionate even about the uh rise the um by the brook retreats where you've got all those moms where I'm just imagining many of them just can't take part in those kind of services uh, with any kind of regularity. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the role that I get to have is, is opening that door a bit wider and saying, no, mm-hmm. there's a place where you can come and find rest and come and, and re- be reminded of your identity in Jesus and that you can take uh, encouragement from this place. And it doesn't matter um, what you're bringing to the table, loud or soft, quiet, some kids uh, can't even speak. It doesn't matter your ability. Uh, worship is an open door for you to engage with Jesus. That uh, mm. and, and I think that's um, some of the good work that, that Rising Above does is to to open that door yet a little bit wider mm. so that more people can come in. Yeah. So so you're basically as a so here you are. You're a guy who yeah. church staff. Yeah. Um, you're, you're you're leading worship on a regular basis, and you're in the throes weekly. Mm-hmm. Of you know designing the services, sure. thinking about so many things, sure. and 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 we've seen that uh, over the years. Um, so then you come to this uh, uh, new thing, uh, and I remember I remember probably the first year of launching this, and they mm-hmm. they launched with that, like you said, a, a worship gathering, a sensory mm-hmm. friendly. Yeah, you know, don't worry about your kids being loud mm-hmm. if they need to move. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, I remember I told my wife, I said, well, I'm going to go check it out. <laughs> so I got a little, little reconnaissance, yeah. you know, yeah. and I went to check it to see what is this about. And right. I remember I took one of our daughters, we have two especially needs, I took one mm-hmm. of them. And uh, and so I just remember you're talking about being there. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't remember who was leading worship 
that particular uh-huh. night, but I just remember they had decided not to be up on the stage yes. in the little area that they met, and so they were down on the floor. Yes. Um, and and one there was a guy on keyboard, and I just remember sitting there watching as we started doing the worship, mm-hmm. and they used to have these little uh, scarves and things mm-hmm. the kids you know yeah, just, play with. that needed yeah. some sensory stimulation stuff. Mm-hmm. And but then I remember like. Several of these kids decided, well, I, if you guys aren't going to be up on the stage, we will gladly. And so, so all of a sudden, you had kids climbing up on the stage. I, mean, I just remember the look on the keyboard. It was just kind of like, okay, is, is this oh okay? Goodness. Or, you oh know, my it's like, goodness. But it was just, but it was such a, that picture of like, yeah. this is okay. Yeah. This is okay, you know. Mm-hmm. And from an outsider, because we know, you know, a lot of a lot of folks with, with special needs, especially that find themselves on the spectrum, you know, they don't look mm. any different. Yeah. You know, my two girls with Downs, people can see them and say, oh, Down syndrome. You know, I think there's a greater awareness of what uh-huh. that is. And there's but some for, understanding that comes. Yes. With, yeah. But with many yeah. of these, there's not. And so uh-huh. it can look like, hey, what's that kid doing up there? Right. But then, you know, when that environment, mom and dad sitting back there not having to worry about that. For sure. You know, because they know, hey, this is designed for that. And so mm-hmm. it is a real sweet, you know, uh, time and it mm-hmm. is a safe place. And you mentioned by the brook, and I know you, mm-hmm. you've you been a part of leading worship there mm-hmm. for many years. And that's a, a weekend that moms gather and, and, yeah. um, and, uh, and it is very encouraging. Um, but let me, let me, let me follow that for just a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, you know, one of the things here at Rising Above, obviously, um, providing an opportunity like that for these mm. families that, you know, uh, feel like, as as a lot of special needs families do, mm-hmm. that, you know, I don't think we can go to church. Yeah. You know, we're not sure what our child might do, mm-hmm. what we might have to do. Sure. Um, and I think there is... Um, just that concern, I'm going to be disruptive mm-hmm. or, yeah. you know, I'm going to mess up what's going on there. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times they just don't go. Yeah. Um, our heart, two things, I think, our heart here rising above. One is we're not the local church. Mm-hmm. And and we want our families and families around the, the, the country and the world, mm-hmm. really, to connect with a local body. Right. Um, but... You know, many of them will say that very thing. We just feel like they don't want us there. Yeah. Now, you're like me, uh-huh. and we've grown up in church. Yes. Uh, we've uh-huh. seen the good, the bad, and the ugly of yes. that. Yes. But I think overall, my experience has been most believers and church mm-hmm. folks, that's not true. Yeah. They do. They would desire to big if they heart. knew how. Yes. So yes. I, I, I think that's it. I think I think they just they're afraid. Yes. They're afraid. Just even like you were saying, you know, a little bit mm-hmm. about you know, am I am I using the right language here? Yeah. I think they're afraid of saying the saying oh, something totally. wrong, saying yeah. something right. that will hurt someone, not knowing. So let's talk a minute mm-hmm. about, you know, um, how can how can we as church leaders I'm talking mm-hmm. about you specifically? Yeah. How what are some things we can do to help maybe bridge that gap mm-hmm. between special needs families that many want to be in a local church and mm-hmm. churches that would love to have them? Yeah. But we're but we're just not communicating. Mm-hmm. What are some things? I mean, because you you've you've been in both worlds now, yes. I and mean, you you've led worship in both settings. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, 
do you do anything? Mm-hmm. Do you see any kind of things like you know what what, what would you say to church leaders? Yeah, um, well, I, I think you you identified it correctly. Uh, I think uh, there are some outliers, and and it's sad to say that um, <laughs> not just the special needs community they only want a certain group of people coming to their church. Uh, they're very happy having thirteen people there, and you know that's all well and good, and uh, not not dissing on small churches, but. I've spent enough time in the church world that there are folks that that are not um, very friendly to anyone, let alone people with special needs. So I think um, I, I'm speaking to the people that, that you're talking about, which I think is the majority that have a heart for all people, but due to their lack of understanding of that, of the, I'm going to call it a culture, but like the, mm-hmm. the special needs community, um, they, uh, they, they operate in a bit of fear and they're just unsure of where to even begin. And I think my encouragement, I would say to those folks is like, make a friend, you know? Um, I think as a church leader, uh, me being exposed to Becky and John Alex and uh, and Jeff and uh, working with him and seeing him be a dad to John Alex, mm-hmm. um, specifically thinking about dads, you know, you and me talking about dads, uh, Becky's tremendous, but, but my mind going back to those days, I'm like, mm-hmm. What does that look like? And Jeff was a was a real um, confidant for me uh, coming into the church that I've been now a part of 15 years. Uh, it was a whole new thing for me trying to figure this out, trying to figure people out. And he was kind of my guy to like, like, hey, am I crazy? Is this right? And uh, and so we'd have a lot of long talks. And and in those talks, he'd talk about his son like anybody else would. And and I would ask him, I'm like, what is what does it look like for you to play with John Alex? And he was like, well, at night I put him in his swing and I swing him and I sing him these certain songs and we play these certain games. And I, I was just like, that's amazing, you know, because it helped um, demystify it for me. It's like Jeff is a dad that loves his son. And at that time I didn't have children, but I sure get it now. Mm-hmm. You know, our kids, um, regardless of their ability, they're very specific. You know, my son is very different from my daughter, and mm-hmm. and uh, we play different games. And if anyone wants to talk to me about it, I love to talk to about my kids. And I think that would be my advice first is, like, make a friend that has a child with special needs. And, and you're one of those friends, like, watching you parent your girls uh, and your whole family, of course. But um, I love Josie and Emily, and they're not Josie and Emily that have Down syndrome. They're Josie and Emily. And I come to their graduation parties, and <laughs> I love that they're super seniors, and I love, you know, I'm, I'm, they're not different than, uh, than, than my other friends' children uh, to me, um, uh, and so I think that takes a lot of the, whew, out of the whole conversation. It's like, oh, okay, okay. It helps right size things when, when you actually make friends in that community. Um, and, and, and see what their lives are like. And, and gosh, I just think, and I'm borrowing from a TV show. I'm not going to take credit for this, but uh, that show, uh, Ted Lasso, where uh, Jason Sudeikis is a coach, he, there's a scene where he's, t- he's like, nobody asks any questions. Nobody's curious. And it's mm. so well said. It's like he defeats this guy in a darts match. And uh, he said, nobody thought to ask me, hey, Ted, are you really good at darts? (laughs) And he smokes him and wins this, you know, uh, bet or whatever. And I just think uh, it's apropos to this. Like, is uh, yeah, you you. And if you're listening, if you're a church leader, that's that's really wanting to connect with the special needs community, but doesn't know where to begin. 
I would just in, encourage you to ask some questions and and be curious and and I think that's one thing I enjoy about our friendship is um, I'm a very curious person. And I remember there was a season, I hope this is okay to say, but we were laughing because it was funny, but like Emily kept trying to break out of the house. (laughs) And and you were talking about the different ways that you were... (laughs) It was like a reverse Home Alone situation where you were trying to like just keep her... Keep her in. In the house. And I just so loved that. And you weren't like offended that I was asking questions and you were kind of happy to talk about it it's like this is what being a dad means for me is is keeping Emily in the house in this season (laughs) um and I love that and I think that's helped me uh take the the um the a lot of the unknowns come from like relationship I wish I had a really sermony thing to like a, a phrase to give you or someone but I think it's really like curiosity is gonna um per- help you push towards some some thoughtful questions yeah. that help you build relationships and then you're no longer seeing seeing them as a us and them it's like mm-hmm. no this is my friend who has kids that have special needs um well I, no I, I i think that's i think that's really good i think what you said there is actually pretty pretty amazing and great a great tip for church leaders who hopefully will be listening. Hopefully, mm-hmm. some of our listeners are going to share this, you know, with their pastor or with <laughs> their. their so that'd be awesome. And, and it's asking questions because think if you think about this, every every parent like myself mm-hmm. that is a special needs parent, at one time we were not, and <laughs> yeah. we didn't know either. Yeah, you know, we had no idea what. Right, I had no idea. You know, it's kind of like. Mm-hmm. Until you become part of a community, you don't even know that. Com- Sometimes you don't even know that community exists, right. or you don't right. know how large it is. And so right. for us, you know, we we didn't. Mm-hmm. And but when we became a special needs family, special mm-hmm. needs parents, then suddenly, right, you start realizing, oh, this is what this looks like. Mm-hmm. And then you start realizing, oh, there's a lot of us out there. Mm-hmm. And I think so. I think that's good of just encouraging. Hey, ask questions. Yeah. You know, and and find, you know, take the initiative uh-huh. to to break down some of that unknown, some of that right. fear. Just like and 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 I can say for I think most special needs parents and families, mm-hmm. we don't mind you asking questions. Honestly, I would rather you <laughs> ask maybe even awkward questions yeah. than to ignore me, than yeah. to be to, because you're afraid of saying uh-huh. something wrong. You say nothing at all because right. that then I think communicates to. To, to families that oftentimes come into church mm-hmm. already a little nervous, yeah. already maybe even assuming oh, yeah. you probably don't want us here. Right. And and if you say nothing, well, then that just confirms, yeah. well, they're just going to pretend we weren't there. And, and right. But if you stop and say, and here here's the thing we've talked about a lot around in the special needs community, a great question mm-hmm. is, first of all, well, who is this? Oh, well, this is, this is my daughter, Josie. Well, mm-hmm. tell me about Josie. Yeah. You know, yeah, uh, and because, like you uh-huh. said, like like you talking about with Jeff. I mean, as parents, yeah. we love talking about our kids, right. whether they have special needs or not. Right. This is my child. Let me tell you about. Well, she's got this, or here's her here's her diagnosis. Right. Here's his challenges. Right. And yet, you're suddenly realizing, uh-huh. you know, and and if you want to, like, well, hey, can I, you know. Can I shake his hand? Can I give yeah. a high five? You know, yeah. Does he ask. like hugs? Yeah. Because um, especially the, parent will tell you, like, well, he's got some sensory issues, so yeah. probably not. But or must I? Oh, he loves he loves giving high yeah. fives, or yeah. he really likes you yeah. know. 
uh, you know, whacking people with sticks. Do you mind if he hits you? <laughs> like, um, but but I think I think what you said there, just that mm-hmm. asking ask questions. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, yeah, you know because I mean that's how we're going to grow. Yeah, that's how we're going to because again, you know, right. we need we need we need the church, mm-hmm. especially these families need need the local church and 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 what a great mission field. Right. You know, Jeff said this for years, you know, one of the biggest unreached people group, especially in these families. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so, no, I, th- I think that's a great, just, just curiosity, mm-hmm. asking questions. Yeah. Um, and I think just a uh, one, one, one side thought when it comes to church leaders, I think that the, the, uh, once they've recognized the need, the thought is, well, now I need to do X and Y and Z and this and have this room and this thing. I just mm-hmm. think it begins and, and hangs on uh, relationships and mm-hmm. um, falling in love with, with the people that you're serving. Um, and I think that's something, this has nothing to do with the special needs community, but that was part of what I learned coming into ministry is like, I used to think that ministry was what I did on a Sunday morning on a platform in front of people singing songs like, nah, nah, nah. My ministry is the people I'm leading. My ministry is the people in the chairs. Mm-hmm. And once you fall in love with them, <laughs> it changes the way that you minister. And so mm-hmm. the special needs community is not like yet another voice that's crying out to be seen because that we got a lot of that these days. Mm-hmm. But behind that is some very true need. And so mm-hmm. I think instead of being reactionary to the impulse to make sure that everyone's taken care of, quote unquote, mm-hmm. and we judo that judo that momentum toward how can i help them know that i care about them because mm-hmm. i think having a, a church leader care about a family in their church i think that family is going to so much appreciate that more than what well, we're going to do this one-off egg hunt that's special needs accessible mm-hmm. even though those things are great sure. i would triple down on relationships and on families and on people and making sure that you know that you see them that you love them that you're for them, you're asking questions. How can I come alongside you and let mm-hmm. that dictate the vision for what your ministry mm-hmm. could could yeah. morph into? That's good. No, that, that's good because I think you're absolutely right. I think because you know if, if you think about it, if you're if you're a church leader, maybe you're a small church, medium sized church, mm-hmm. you're most likely probably going to go visit a large church to say, well, how do you do special needs ministry? Yeah, and they may have a big sensory friendly room sure. and all this stuff, and you're going to sure. come back and say, well, we could never do that, right? But the truth of the matter is, yeah, I, I'm glad you said that because we tell people all the time, it's it's not, that's not where you start. Yeah. First of all, like you say, you just start identifying. Mm-hmm. You know, are there are there families in our church? Are there yeah. families in our proximity? Are there families that yeah. I know? Right. And start building relationship, asking questions, yeah. and and it could be as simple as just, yeah. hey, if you could just put a put a, a larger changing table. Yeah. in one of the rooms that because be I have an adult son but yeah. I still have to change him mm-hmm. and there's and there's nowhere to do that yeah and you have a baby changing station but it won't support more than right. so many pounds and yeah, uh, yeah a I simple mean, thing like that or even like you know down to hey if, if you could just maybe provide this uh-huh. you know that would be great that would yeah. make it so much easier for us to be here totally um, you know I know one church uh, in our area that uh, basically uh, created a room mm-hmm. for this family and their son. And it was just kind of like a safe place that if they mm-hmm. needed to go, yeah. if sensory things got overloaded, 
and it was a simple thing. They had a mm. space to do it. They had guys with know-how, and sure. and and how how it blessed both. You know, mm. these guys were so grateful to get to be a part of that, of helping right. this family and making it possible for them to be there regularly right. and be right. a part of their body. And what a blessing to that family. So I can only imagine. Yeah, so that that's good. It doesn't have to. You don't have to start with that huge mm-hmm. thing, but it it is asking questions. It's identifying. Mm-hmm. Um, and just beginning that conversation, really, mm-hmm. like what would what might this look like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for this to be a place that was safe for your mm-hmm. family? Um, that's good. That's good stuff. So, Jimmy, this has been really good. So, Thanks. let's talk about, you know, so let's say someone has shared this with a church leader, or maybe there's a mm-hmm. church leader that saw this, like, hey, I, sure. I want to listen in. What are some What are some practical next steps? You know, mm-hmm. say, hey, okay, you've, man, I, I really like what I'm hearing, and. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, we definitely want to mm-hmm. help and come alongside and love right. on families with special needs. And um, mm-hmm. but I'm not really sure what that looks like. I don't really have any experience. I can't even think yeah. of anybody that I know right. that has special needs. Okay. Um, so what right. are some what are some practical next steps that mm-hmm. we could you know we could start taking? Mm-hmm. Well, humbly, I'm no expert, uh, but I do think a lot. <laughs> About all kinds of things. I like that's like a hobby of mine is overthinking. You can ask my wife. Um, but I think that I can I can kind of outline some of what it was for me. It was uh, having a friend and, and and identifying a friend that I admired. I just admired Jeff as a man and as a person, and uh, wanted to get to know him better. And then discovering this this deep well of uh, amazingness that comes with being a dad uh, with a child with special needs and being in proximity to that. It takes a bit of the mystery out, you know, and they're like, hey, and so I'm thinking, how can I come alongside? Um, at that time, at our church that we're both a part of, we didn't really have a very robust special needs ministry, and there weren't a lot of opportunities there. So this was like a side opportunity that Jeff had created for folks. And so I just jumped right in um, to to trying to help. And and, and it's you, you actually led a devotional on this years ago that I've never forgotten um, very briefly, there was this woman uh, in the Bible that had a, a desperate financial need, and Elijah the pro- Elisha the prophet came to her, and uh, she's like, "I have nothing, and I have to take care of this." I'm trying to make this very brief, but he said, "What do you have in your house?" Right, mm-hmm. and uh, she—it's the story of the jars of oil, mm-hmm. and uh, she grabbed everything she could put oil in, you know, everything, and I'm just picturing. It's just flowing and flowing. Okay, uh, dump out that flower pot and put some oil in it. You know, the prophet is like here bringing this gift from the Lord saying like, fill every vessel you have. And then after she'd filled every vessel, you remember what he told her to do? To go to your friends and neighbors. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we're looking at here from a spiritual perspective is like church leaders have to make relationships with people in the community that they want to serve and friendships. And once that's taking place, you invite other people in with you. And and like me as a church leader, what do I have in my house that I can bring that would be helpful to these people that I now care about? Mm-hmm. You know? And so I think as a church leader, using your um your your equity that you have with others, because you are a leader and you're being seen by other people mm-hmm. and people will follow what you model. I would invite my staff to make relationships with maybe just that one family. Mm-hmm. And I know, hey, that's a lot for one family. Like, it's an again, it's a it's a it's a an act. It's an open door to that community by one family because mm-hmm. they are going to know other folks 
that are in a similar boat and you're going to discover more because you said earlier, like, I don't even know anyone. You do know. Mm -hmm. You do. You're just, your eyes aren't open to it. And I think when you ask the Lord to open your eyes, he does, Mm -hmm. you know, and just like that widow, she's reaching into what she can do. And then she reaches out to her friends and neighbors and they also bring jars and we get to see that they get to be part of the miracle that that God lays mm-hmm. out for them. And I think that's kind of the picture that I have in this scenario. You have the courageousness of a person to reach out to a community they don't understand, mm-hmm. become friends with them, ask thoughtful questions, and gain some trust and insight. And then they invite their friends to experience this as well. And then all of a sudden, they now you've got a, a staff of people that are more mm-hmm. comfortable and then the ball's rolling. It's like, okay, well, maybe we could clean out that side room and, and make some adjustments. Or maybe we could offer some uh, soundproof headphones for the uh, sanctuary so that, you know, and, and all the ideas start churning. And then before you know it, it's like, you know, we were going to do that Easter egg hunt, but I bet you we could do it where there's a ramp. <laughs> and I bet you that we could do it, you know. And I think it just, uh, like, begats like and and it snowballs from there and that sounds like a really pretty picture but i think that's what i've seen in our town and in our ministries and i think rising above has had such a strong voice of championing folks with special needs and their families and uh, i think our church has been blessed by that and now we have a a fairly uh, robust um special needs ministry and other churches are asking rising above how can we partner so i think i would Mm -hmm. kick the ball back to you is that if you're open to that and you're willing to do that, that courageousness, someone has to stick their neck out. And mm-hmm. I honestly don't think it should be the people that are being ministered to. Right. They have enough on their plates. Yeah. So we that that have the ability should stick our neck out toward that community and be courageous and be mm-hmm. curious. And then uh, once you've got something going, reach out to Rising Above and have that conversation, get some mm-hmm. of those resources. What can we begin to implement? And I think... Don't feel the 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 uh, the the burden of trying to go from zero to a hundred. Mm-hmm. It's really like beginning with the family and then beginning to meet their needs, which thus makes the community's needs. You begin mm-hmm. to implement new ideas, new strategies, and before you know it, your church is a, 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 a and that's what any church wants. Your church is a place that's friendly to all people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, that's that's good, and and I think. Uh, you know, it's, it is for church leaders, you know, one place you might not even think in your community, if you're thinking like, well, where would I even go? Well, go to your school system. Yeah. Every school probably has a special education department. Absolutely. And there are some wonderful teachers in there that work every single day mm-hmm. with these children and families. And so it's a great place to go right. and just say, you know, I'd love, is there someone I can talk to? You know, mm-hmm. maybe there, maybe there's a particular principal over there or there's a in your your county office, there's a, a special ed you know yeah. department head or whatever, and totally. just talk to that person. Say, hey, you know, here's here's what yeah. we're looking at, and and I want to better understand. And mm-hmm. is there any you know is there is there any way we can partner with with mm-hmm. the school system perhaps right. and gain some of that you know uh, mm-hmm. familiarity, whatever that, you know, and that's going to look different in in, every, mm-hmm. in all areas. But those are just some places to start. Obviously, as you said, you know, rising above, we're here and we have yeah. lots of resources. That's one of our passions is to come alongside churches and help Mm. equip them, help them ask those questions, help them figure that out. What's that look like? You know, you talked about the church we're at early Mm. on. There was no robust. 
we we all we kind of backed into it. Mm-hmm. We had two boys in mm-hmm. our children's ministry that were on the spectrum. Yeah. And we really didn't know what to do. Yeah. You know, they the, the sensory overload stuff would happen. Right. And we had two couples, yeah. young couples serving. Mm-hmm. The wives were serving in our children's ministry. Right. They were both they were both they were all college students, married college students. Mm-hmm. The husbands would just hang out back there until the wives were done. Yeah. And so we just went to these guys and said, Hey, so and so and so and so. Every now and then, it just gets a little too much. Mm-hmm. And we've talked to their parents, yeah. and and typically their parents will come down out of the mm-hmm. service and walk, just kind of walk around the hall a little bit with them, and they mm-hmm. calm down. Yeah, our heart was to keep those parents in the service so right. that they had a little respite. So we went to those two boys and said, "Hey, would you just kind of help us yeah. keep an eye? And if you see this, yeah, just go for a walk. Anything to keep us from having to ask the parents to come out of this." Yes. Service. And yeah. they did it, and yeah. and it was beautiful, right? You know, and it was such a, a very low hanging fruit, very much solution, <laughs> and you know, we, and then it became buddies, right? And then, like, yes, and then from there, you know, then of course Jeff and Becky started coming, and then uh-huh. we just kind of expanded that. We created the buddy program and all that kind of stuff. Right. But but yeah, sometimes it's just as simple as that. And I love what you mm-hmm. were saying about you know just obviously begin by asking God to open your eyes, yeah, help us to see because that is that is so true. There are people there, and and. That that what an opportunity mm-hmm. exists uh, for churches, but definitely if you're listening and you're maybe you're in a church and mm-hmm. you're you know you're feeling like you're not seen, yeah. um, or maybe you're you you're a church leader and yeah. someone has asked you to listen to this, right. you know we would just say hey reach out to us mm-hmm. here at Rising Above Ministries, um, you know Rising. You're Above not going to make someone feel bad. No, you're listen. not going to like condemn someone. No, you're I, here to help yes, them. Absolutely, our heart is to come alongside. Yeah, because again, we're not the local church. Mm-hmm. We believe in the local church. We want to see families connecting. Listen, Jimmy, we we talk to, and you know this because your wife works here. <laughs> I mean, I talk to dads mm-hmm. in South Dakota, Washington State, yeah, California, mm-hmm. Florida, all over the country, mm-hmm. and a lot of times in small. Towns and I'm like, who are you connecting with? Who are you talking to? And their right. an, their answer oftentimes is no one, nobody. Yeah. But I know there are churches mm-hmm. in these communities, yeah. And we would love to partner yeah. with any church. It, the the church size is irrelevant, right? Um, you know we we can help with that. So mm-hmm. so yeah, if you're listening, please reach out to us here at Rising Above Ministries. Mm-hmm. We would love to. To connect with you, I know our church that you and I are part mm-hmm. of. We've oftentimes uh, met with other church leaders oh, yeah. and given them that perspective of what does this look like, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and help them navigate that because right. we we've done it from when it was really not not nothing. We were just right. making stuff up to right. where we are today, and it is a little bit more involved. <laughs> yeah, um, and so we can help in right. that process. Right. So that's good. Well, Jimmy, I really appreciate. You taking time. You yeah, have such a, a heart for ministry. You have a heart for worship, mm-hmm. and and um, you're just you're an incredibly talented guy. For oh, one, I nice. mean, I'm just I, I mean, I never forget the first time I ever met you, and you were playing your guitar, and you had this thing on the floor. Oh, you were, the loop you were playing thing, yeah. with, and I looked at my wife at one point, who's who's more musically than I. She's amazing, and I said. 
did he just like record himself and now he's playing that back and he's playing along with it? She's like, and she's trying to explain to me what was yeah. But I was just like, what a man that? that can do that is pretty impressive oh, in my book. But I love but you, you really are. And but what I love, you know, you're a dad. Yeah. And you love your you love your wife, you love your kiddos, mm-hmm. and uh and and I mean you live it. You're the real deal, and <laughs> and that's what I love about it. And yeah. I love having you on here and thanks. Uh, and just appreciate you taking the time to, to speak from, you know, that position of one being a part of a special needs ministry, but mm-hmm. also being a church leader sure. who has also seen seen the the blessing yeah. that comes with, with being yeah. willing to do the work yeah. to figure out yeah. how do we make that work? How mm-hmm. do we how do we make our special needs families feel welcomed and a part yeah. of our body? Yeah, uh, and so, so I really appreciate you taking time Same to stop to by you, today. Steve. So, uh, thanks for being my friend. Yeah. I appreciate it. And uh, thanks to Becky for letting me take over the podcast uh, <laughs> once again. And uh, and thank you guys for listening in. And uh, so I'm Steve Chapman of Rising Above Ministries, and you guys have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Rising Above Ministries podcast. If you like what you hear, please take a minute to leave us a rating and review. This helps others like you find our content more easily. You can learn more about how Rising Above Ministries is encouraging the special needs community by checking out our website at risingaboveministries.org or by finding us on Facebook and Instagram. We look forward to connecting with you.